We got some good news on the opioid overdose story. Now, it's still a dire situation. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But we are definitely seeing some signs of improvement. According to the province, opioid overdose deaths in the month of June were down 44% from the peak that was recorded last November. Now, still... We had 98 people die in the month of June. So it's it's not a problem that has been solved by any means, but perhaps, maybe, just maybe, after years and years and years of steady increases, we're starting to see some change. Can we get that far down the road? I'm not sure, but we'll find out with Dr. Robert Tange, who is the co-lead of the Rapid Access Addiction Medicine Community Program, and a clinical assistant professor in the departments of psychiatry and surgery at the University of Calgary. Uh, he's our go-to addictions doc. Uh, Dr. Tange, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate being here. When we talk about this, I mean, we're, we're seeing these numbers, and, and, and I mean, I guess the headline here has to be, no matter what else we can get into in a minute or two, this is positive, right, to see this kind of reduction. That's some really good news. Well, yeah. I mean, even little wins should be celebrated and yeah. how difficult it's been over the last uh, several years, especially the last two years over the pandemic. But We've got six straight months of uh, being down from the peak in uh, December, Jan- December and, and November. So, you know, we, we've seen a reduction. We've kind of kept it down there. Are we still down to where we need to be? No, but, you know, to be down um, kind of 44% from our highest level and, um, you know, still seeing some reductions from uh, year to year, we're, we're getting that. Do we know why? Is it too early to say why? I think so. I, I think there's, look, I think we make mistakes in trying to say one specific program changed everything. Right. Uh, I think it's investment into several different programs from uh, all the way from harm reduction where access points can be uh, up to the uh, access points to inpatient treatments, to walk-in treatments, to, uh, well, let's face it, uh, buprenorphine. You know, physicians across the country have been banging the drums about access, access, access yeah. for a decade, and, and we're here. And, you know, and like you say, we and every time we talk, we, we, we bring up the point that all of these things have a role to play, right? Pointing to one would be a mistake because all of them working together is sort of the answer. Right. We, uh, we don't evaluate a puzzle by looking at one piece. We build it, then we look at it. And, you know, you need a system of care, and that's what we're seeing built uh, is, uh, you know, slowly over, you know, several years and, and uh, several different leadership groups, uh, we've gotten to see a system starting to come together, and uh, that system is what needs to be evaluated is the whole process. Right. When you take a look at what we're doing here, and uh, you know the, the provincial government's focus, of course, has been recovery, which, as we say, is, is an important part of this. There's no question. You take a look at our neighbor in BC; they've been more focused on harm reduction, and they're also seeing big drops. So, is there something going on within the drug using community that could also be playing a role? We know toxic supply was an issue. The pandemic caused a spike. So, could there just be environmental things aside from the programs that are in place that could be causing a bit of this change, at least? Yeah, for sure. I I think one of the key differences is we had two public health messages. One public health message said, uh, please don't use alone. Please go to a a harm reduction facility. Um, You know, and really that that whole concept of a harm reduction public uh, health message. The second public health message was the COVID message. Stay home, stay away from other people. Uh, Those contradicted each other. And so 
people who use drugs and people who suffer with addiction are the ones that really were forgotten in that mess. And uh, when we look at the outcomes of COVID, I think the, the historical documents are going to show us that the most fragile uh, populations have been um, uh, our most vulnerable, which are elderly from COVID and uh, young people from overdosing from uh, substances. Interesting. Okay. And we're seeing some, some progress in those areas. I mean, what do we need to do next to not only maintain this, but to build upon it, doctor? Yeah, well, when we remove one of those public health messages, we get back to that harm reduction public health message. Yeah. Don't use alone. Uh, get to one of the harm reduction facilities. Uh, we've, we've published on this before. The more people use these facilities, uh, the less chance of people dying. Uh, we saw that before the pandemic, and we saw some reductions happening. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, the best way to break down stigma is it's okay to ask for help. And in Alberta, we're getting there. Um, you can go to an emergency department and you can be initiated on uh, Suboxone. Uh, you can get arrested, which hopefully you don't try to get arrested. But uh, if you're struggling with opioids, you can be initiated right at Central Booking. And in fact, uh, over a thousand people have been initiated on opioid treatment um, during booking. Um, okay, hang on, hang on. In- when did that yeah. start? Uh, that started... Oh, boy, I would say about a year ago or so, in an initiative that was cross-ministerial between justice and health and addiction and mental health. Now, when you talk about get initiated onto opioid treatment, you're talking about, like you said, Suboxone, Methadone, yeah. I mean, it, these kind of things? Yes, and then you've got your virtual opioid dependency program, which really allows people to pick up the phone at any given time uh, and get started on treatment. Um, a network of publicly funded clinics across the province uh, the the community addiction program in, in Calgary where you can just walk in and get treatment. Um, you know, treatment is now accessible and available no matter where you're coming from. And that has not been the case and, and continues not to be the case almost in the entire country. Wow. Okay. So and like you said, access, 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 right? That's where it starts. It. Yeah. And we still have a lot of work to do. Um, we still have a lot more access points. We still need more uh, treatment programs. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how the one-year um, uh, recovery treatment programs uh, look. So there'll be uh, several coming up, and uh, these programs are going to be free treatment for an entire inpatient year. Uh, so, you know, there's just so many great things coming along, and um, to celebrate a small victory like a reduction in people dying, and that's no small victory. Sure. That's less people dying. That's a huge win. Uh, and so, you know, who knows which way is the right way. It's a matter of uh, keeping the pedal to the metal and actually seeing healthcare dollars being spent on addiction. If you spend 1% of your healthcare budget on addiction, well, that's what you should expect for an outcome. Absolutely. We will celebrate this victory for sure. Uh, Dr. Tange, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You bet. That's Dr. Robert Tange, who, um, I mean, I could go through his uh, bona fides for a long time. He's our go-to addictions doc. He's uh, he's the co-lead of the Rapid Access Addiction Medicine Community Program. He's a prof. He works in addictions each and every day. Uh, he's the provincial medical lead on opioid dependency training in the Alberta Addiction Education Sessions. Um, this is his world. This is where he lives. This is where he operates. So we always, always appreciate his insight. And like he said, bottom line, right? 98 people died in the month of June um, in Alberta. Tragic. Absolutely. And that means that there is still 
a lot of work left to be done on this file to be sure. But like he said, you need to celebrate the victories when they come along. And if you're seeing 44% um, less or a reduction of 44% in terms of deaths from November to June. Yeah, like he said, okay, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves and say it's this program or that program that's causing it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's going to be, we've said this from the very beginning when it comes to the opioid epidemic, it's not going to be one thing. It is a bunch of different components that come together. And if they all work together, 